What's going on everybody? John out here with you. We are just getting underway here at Minute Maid Park. Just made it under the gun, so glad I got all my pregame adjustments here. So Marcus Simeon will lead off against JP France, and the first pitch is in first strike. It is the Lone Star Series, and between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros, yesterday's game was an absolute doozy on that side as Marcus Simeon will put this one in shallow center field, Chaz McCormick. We'll run it down, and now Kyle Tucker will get in his way and call him off. So McCormick was all the way in the deep side. You're thinking about the old hill that used to be in the Minute Maid side. They kind of moved that down. That's where Chaz McCormick was kind of moving to before Kyle Tucker was able to make that catch. So two pitches, one out. And this will bring up Travis Jankowski. Nathaniel Lowe is going to be next. He's batting third. We'll get to do the rest of the lineups as we go across. So fastball. This is blistering the left field. This is near the Crawford boxes, but this will be picked up by Corey Jolks. So three pitches and two outs, and that's how France gets his day underway here. So for J.P. France and the Houston Astros, his numbers don't sound too bad on that side. Five and three record, three thirteen ERA, one twenty four WHIP. 55 strikeouts for the 28-year-old. He's been pretty good in his rookie season. Again, you need that five years term of service before you actually go get paid. So that's why they keep everybody down in the minors on that side. That's a perfect dot. And the left side of the box, and Nathaniel Lowe will spit on it, take it for a strike nonetheless. Four pitches into his day. JP's already got two outs. And this is a fastball. Jams him. Jumps up in the air. France, easy toss over to first. Abreu. And three up, three down. It's going to bring up the Houston order on the bottom of the first when we come back. So this is even an update as far as everything else is concerned. As we're in the bottom of the first, it's going to be Yuri Rodriguez, who will be the maybe opener, maybe starter here. But this is what's going to be in the bottom of the first for the Texas Rangers in the Lone Star Series. It'll be Mauricio Dubon, Jeremy Pena, and Kyle Tucker. If everything is still set that way, Rodriguez features a fastball, slider, two-seam, and changeup. As Dubon will take the changeup up high near the face, it'll be 1-0 near the right side of the box. We're just underway really here in Minute Maid Park. John here with you, so a solo call here today on the YouTube side and Twitter spaces. So thank you for sticking in on this side and a really good slider on the left side of the black. Make it 1-1 one -on -one against Mauricio Dubon. So Jeremy Pena is still in the lineup, but Dubon's kind of taking his place as far as the top of the order. 268, five home runs. 27 RBI, 10 walks, 48 strikeouts for the 29-year-old. I can't really say he's been a journeyman. Most of the time he's been with the Houston Astros, but his numbers have been really good while they're still waiting on Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve. So Dubon will slam this one directly back, make it 2-2 two two now against Mauricio. Again, you still have Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Abreu, and Chaz McCormick fresh off a 6-RBI game in the 10-9 victory just yesterday. Astros only a few games back of the Texas Rangers who've been you know, pretty much in first place in the AL West. But for everything that we've talked about with Houston, be very hard-pressed, even with as good as Texas has been, not to think that Houston still couldn't track them down and make a World Series push, not just a playoff push. Slider way out of the zone, and Jonah Heim will reach for it, but this will go back instead of the wall, and Pena will be nice enough to pick this up on the on-deck circle, make it a full count against Mauricio. As Dusty Baker looks on, he's chewing on that toothpick. He's finally got a World Series manager title to his name, but he's got him as a player. And this is a fastball directly in the happy zone, but this will be right here for Adolis. 
and he makes the catch in the right field side and one up, one down. Seven pitches into Yuri Rodriguez's day. It'll be Jankowski, Tavares, and Garcia, left, center, right. For the Rangers defense, Josh Young, Ezekiel Duran, Marcus Simeon, Nathaniel Lowe from third to first, and Jonah Heim will be back doing the catching for Rodriguez. So I have the Bally Sports West feed. Again, the Wednesday game will be 7 p.m. I think that's going to be a getaway day game, and there'll be a three-game series in between these two. It's ironically the first series of the year between these two teams, and we are in late July. This is July 25th, but less than a week away from the All-Star break. So Jeremy Pena gets a 98-mile-hour fastball right down the middle of the zone. He's still late on it. He's hitting 232. So you're talking about Pena's numbers, 10 home runs, 34 RBI. He's got 82 strikeouts on that side of it. His average about 40 points down from last year at least. That's a little bit more of a sophomore slump. And that was kind of the same narrative that we used on Julio Rodriguez yesterday for the Seattle Mariners on that side. Jeremy Pena is kind of facing some of those same things as the pitchers start to figure you out, make adjustments. you got to make those right back. One and two pitch upcoming here for Jeremy Pena. Rodriguez will get the sign from Jonah Hahn. They agree on it. Fastball blew him away at 99. Good velocity there for Uri. And two up, two down. And we will see if this first inning will be fruitful at all for both of these teams because it was runs aplenty yesterday. With the solo call for myself, maybe I wouldn't mind uh, not having as much run call bill to save the pipes. And between these two, I was a little worried. But at least, you know, I was sure to check the weather as far as domes and everything else like that, even on the side of it, just in case where they play and what the weather's like, because I don't want to get stuck in the rain delay. Check swing. He falled off by King Tuck. How about this for Tucker? 303 average, 49 walks drums, 17 home runs, and 68 RBI. He is having a fantastic year. He's in his arbitration next two years before he actually really gets paid. He keeps these numbers up, I think, the... 26-year-old. I haven't listed as a superstar, but what do you think on that side? I, he is every bit as important as the names that have been there for yesteryear, like Jose Altuve for the Astros. Tucker is right there. He's an MVP candidate. One and one on the fastball. They're going to check to see if he offered at it. 98 miles an hour. Make it one and two. They said Tucker did go. So if Tucker would reach, it'll be Alex Bregman. We'll go next. It's been a little bit of adjustment here for Dusty Baker in this lineup, even though it was 10-9 victory just last night. He moved it all around here just in case to anticipate who's going to start. So Rodriguez said to deliver pitch 15, and this is up in the hands. This will be just shy of the warning track in left field and make the catch just Travis Jankowski. It's three up, three down. Both sides of the first will go to the second scoreless. So J.P. France will deliver a strike near the top right of the box, and Adolis Garcia is back in the lineup here for the Texas Rangers. He couldn't really grip a bat with the hand. He's kind of shaking that out right now. He takes the next pitch up high at the top of the box. It'll be the seventh pitch for France that has been delivered. So Garcia is another one of those all-stars for Bruce Bochy's squad. And if you want to count them out, again, Corey Seager is going to miss a couple of weeks, but he would be one of those all-stars. Five 
all-stars for the Texas Rangers, not including Nathan Evaldi, who is not pitching tonight. It's been loaded. They've been leading alongside with the Tampa Bay Rays. Baltimore Orioles have been excellent as long in the AL as well. Not to mention Houston kind of keeping that low profile because all the other teams, but you think that he would like that slider way out of the zone and swole the count to two and two for Adolis. He's definitely someone that can pop the ball out of the ballpark. Dolis Garcia, 260, 24 bombs, 80 RBI, plays excellent defense. He'll serve this one in the right field, and Tucker will play this off the bounce. It's a solid single, so welcome back, Adolis Garcia. It's the first base runner of the game for either team on top of the second, as Texas will bring up the outstanding rookie, Josh Young, in the middle of the order. So for Josh Young, again, 25 years of age, so tell me how this works. He bats 275, which is excellent, but he's got 122 strikeouts, yet still bats 275. And you would think with the discipline and the strike zone as he goes along, and he was brought up a little bit late, that kind of sounds like Aaron Judge on the 25-side-year-old for Josh Young. But you think as he gains more discipline in the strike zone at the 122 strikeouts right now, that that would go down, and his already 275 average might even shoot up for as good as he's been, maybe even hit more home runs on that side. So 0-2, oh two, two sliders right in the black on the identical side of the left side of the box. At the stomach height, make it 0-2. Oh Again, Josh Young on this side, and only a rookie, but 61 RBI as well. Definitely one of the better hitters in baseball. Fastball up near his face. I'll back off on that one, make it 1-2. and two. JP France again, kind of a rookie here on the other side for the Houston Astros. He is rocking the aviator sunglasses split maybe he's got those uh, nightline lenses to get the glare out of his eyes whatever it is it's looking really good right now three seconds left to go on the pitch clock and a slider offered at by young and again we talk about his strikeouts for a reason i'll make it 123 on the season this will bring up the outstanding catcher jonah heim he's a switch bat 279 14 bombs 70 rbi for Jonah Heim, 48 runs scored, 27 walks, and 61 strikeouts. We knew over the last several years that he'd be an outstanding defender. Would he bring the bat together? The answer has been a resounding yes. So J.P. France taking a sweet time. He delivers a 94-mile-an-hour two-seamer right down the middle. It splits the plate, and Jonah Heim is having a confab on the mound with the ump and Martin Maldonado, who's doing the catching for the Houston Astros behind the plates, catcher and catcher. Probably having a confab. 0-1 pitch is France rocks that right foot, takes the slider way out. Maldonado will toss it back to it, make it 1-1 one one for Jonah Heim. So for Jonah, as we talk about the 28-year-old, he's definitely been breaking out power all over the place, 27 walks as well. So he sees the ball well. He imagine the catchers would do that on that side. Toss over to first just to check on Adolis Garcia. Got to make sure you don't tap that hand, but he's wearing those big glove gloves that most do nowadays, just to make sure you don't jam it in on the bases. That's why they made the bases bigger on that side. So trying to get more steals and more chances to get over that 90 feet and make it more exciting. Also with the pitch clock this year. So that's the first disengagement. You only get two per batter. And JP now. Fastball way in on the left foot of Jonah Heim. It's now 2-1. and one. Taking a look at Yuri Rodriguez on this side, talking with Maddox and the 
pitching coach and everything else here for Texas. He had a pretty good first inning. We'll see how long he goes today for the reliever. 2-1-1 one, one, with three seconds to go on the pitch clock here. That's France going to bleed all these ones down, it seems like, make it 3-1. and one. So Jonah Heim, if he wants to, he can get a little nasty here on this hitting count. Or he can wait for Ezekiel Duran to do some damage. And again, it's Texas lineup, so you could throw any of these guys out there, 1-9, through nine, and they can definitely produce. So France, see what he'll do here on the 3-1. and one. It's a fastball. Heim was early out in front of it near the top of the box. And we'll do it again in a full count. So it was pretty cool yesterday to work the baseball game with Alec Navo. We will get a chance to do more of that next week. I will be back on the Monday-Tuesday side again early in the week. I'll be away for both of these weekends. But on that side, we'll get some more baseball games in. Jonah Heim. This is a tailor-made double play if they can get this over. And Jonah Heim, he just admitted defeat there. He took the last seven, eight strides and kind of coasted that way. And France gets the double play. They go to the bottom of the second. Still scoreless. So it shouldn't be a long trip here from Texas to Houston in the Lone Star Series. John out here back with you. Your Rodriguez still out there. Again, for the MLB Rotor Rider lineups, they have Bradford as the primary on this side. So maybe Rodriguez only goes two, three innings max, but he looked good on that first. It's been his 17th pitch. It's a slider way out and make it 2 and nothing on Alex Bregman. So for Alex Bregman, the average over the last couple of years has been down, but still 254, 16 bombs, 63 RBI, 60 runs scored, 53 walks driven for Bregman with 55 strikeouts. So still solid all the way across the board. This is a 2-1 and one count now. Bruce Bochy looks on again, the former Giants manager. In between a couple of my friends on this side, in between the Rangers, the Kansas City Royals, and myself, the Tigers. Bruce Bochy was the bench boss on that side when the Giants won three titles with uh, Buster Posey on that side as well. So we know that bench boss very well. And you think for Texas, it's an easy one to go ahead and pick up. 2-2. Now from Yuri Rodriguez. And a fastball directly back from the screen. And we'll offer at it again. So 4, 5, and 6 in this part at least. It'll be Bregman, Abreu, and Chaz McCormick. Bregman is at the dish right now batting cleanup. No base runners yet for the Houston Astros. Slider way out of the zone. This one bounces back off the screen right to Bregman. And they'll toss him across for a new baseball. As Rodriguez will be 22 pitches into his day. Again, we thought Corey Bradford might be the... Starter here on this side is Texas might be doing a bullpen type game. We'll see if Rodriguez goes two innings or more. That's kind of my thought on this side. It is a fastball way out, and Bregman does draw his walk. So he's on that side, about 54 walks down, 55 strikeouts, about as good as it gets. He's very good eye on that side, and this will bring up Jose Abreu. Again, the 36-year-old veteran, a lot of the time with the Chicago White Sox, that was his only team until they picked him up here to replace Yuri Gurriel on this side, 241, 8 bombs, 51 RBI. Does not sound like a lot for Abreu, considering he's usually around the 100 mark or more, and his average about 280 on that end. But his numbers from this side, from what I just read to you, they've really started to level back to the player that you would expect them to be over the last couple weeks. Abreu has been hot on this side to make those numbers look a little bit more respectable as the first pitch missed down below the knees. So 10 seconds left to go on the pitch clock here. Rodriguez has got a much more brisk pace 
then the other side for France, and this is a strike right at the knees on the fastball side, making one and one against Jose Abreu. And again, for me, on this side as a Tigers fan doing this broadcast between the Rangers and the Astros, I've seen the Astros a bunch of times. I haven't really seen Abreu yet with the Astros, but I can tell you with Abreu from the White Sox, always a 100 RBI guy, always a guy that can be a, a threat for 30 home runs. You would think as a right-hand bat with those left side of the Crawford boxes, that's an easy home run to reach. Anything to dead center has a hard time when it's bouncing off that chain link fence over the top of the wall. As this one's in on the fist, Abreu is quite strong. He's able to get this one up the center field, and even Lavotiarez can't knock that one down. So Tavares can't get there, and Abreu able to get the first. It'll put Bregman to second, and it's two runners on for the Astros in the bottom of the second with no outs. And again, even with that chain flying in the air, that you know Abreu's got able to muscle this one in on the fist, and as fast as Leota Tavares is, he can't get this one down. And it'll bring in Chaz McCormick. Nobody's hotter than Chaz McCormick if you want to count just one day of baseball. He had six RBI. He definitely had a couple of home runs, uh, some walks. He can do a little bit of everything. We already knew Chaz McCormick is an elite defender, but you're starting to bring that bat. You're coming into something very special. It's averaged about 45 points higher than it normally would be. He's at 282. And now Rodriguez is going to be in a little bit of trouble here. In five games this season against Texas, 500, two home runs, 11 RBI, and his OPS out of this world, 1.651. So 1,000 is excellent, but he's way over that. So 1-1. One one. McCormick slider way out of the zone. And Rodriguez, very early in this game, is getting into massive danger territory because McCormick has been the hottest hitter, especially against the Rangers from the numbers that I just read to you. So 2-1, and one, you can't make a mistake here. If you're going to locate something, it better be on the black. And this gets away from Jonah Heim, and that's going to allow Bregman to take third. I guess this does open a double play possibility on that side. But with Bregman at third and Abreu at first, we will see what happens here with McCormick. They may just walk him on this side, considering how much damage he did yesterday. But that would bring Yonor Diaz to the plate. He is the backup catcher. He's a DH today. But Chaz is in a very friendly hitter's count. And he's got an early opportunity to do some damage to put Houston on the board first. So Bregman at third. Abreu at first, Chaz McCormick at the plate with a 3-1 count in his favor. It's been sliders outside the zone, and he reaches for one, puts this into the middle of the gap. This is going to be trouble. Tavares will try to cut this one off, and that's going to be a double for Chaz McCormick, and Abreu goes to third. He can't be stopped right now, and the Astros take an early 1-0 lead. So a slider, this was just near the black, and McCormick able to reach that one out. He put it in between Jankowski and Leota Tavares. No chance for the Rangers to run that one down. Leota made a nice sliding stop before that even got to the wall. And now for Rodriguez, they're going to have to figure out what to do here because it's very likely that Houston is going to be able to at least get a couple more runs. Cody Bradford is now warming up for the Rangers, so they were using Rodriguez as an opener. 
Maybe he would get two innings. Who even knows if he can get out of this second inning now with runners at second and third for the Houston Astros. So Abreu's at third, and Chaz McCormick's at second. And Yuri Rodriguez is in deep trouble here. <clears throat> this is going to be Diaz. Corey Jolks will get an opportunity as well as right at the 7-8-9 part of the order. But it's 7 right now for Yonder Diaz. You get an extra 5 seconds with runners on base as far as the pitch clock. And the first is a slider way out of the zone on the back foot, make it one and nothing. On the backup catcher, DH today, Honor Diaz. He had a great day yesterday as well, but who didn't for the Houston Astros? Fastball, that's a dot at 98. Up in the zone, make it one and one. He's batting 266 as Yonner, 11 home runs, 26 RBI, 6 walks. 41 strikeouts, 24. He's another solid rookie for the Houston Astros as they continue to churn them out. Diaz will offer in a slider about couple feet out of the zone make it one and two as he reaches at that one again you have at the third base side Jose Abreu all he needs is a deep fly ball doesn't have the most fleet foot of speed but even with Tavares he's fast but a gun maybe not so much on that side of Dolores Garcia more of the arm one and two Rodriguez will get set to deliver here fastball bloom away at 98 so he reaches for it that's gonna leave it up to Corey Jolks Again, there's only one out here in the bottom of the second. Corey Jolks got a lot of speed, 15 stolen bases as well, with 260 average, 6 bombs, and 31 RBI. He's going to be due up next. If he can't reach, and there's still another chance that this will be Martin Maldonado before the Astros will move this back to the top of the order. So runners on second and third. Astros already got one home in this inning. They've drawn first blood. Nice fastball, but he did not get the call on that side for Rodriguez. It was on the right side of the black, no doubt about it. So Corey Jolks ahead, 1-0. 260 average here for Corey. Another one of those young players for the Astros. As this one's cued off the end of the bat, he reached for a slider there. Again, any time that I would say early for Rodriguez, 37 pitches, but he throws that slider, I'd kind of just sit on it because a lot of these just seem to miss by 4 or 5 feet. They're not close. One and one. This is a big smash for Jolks near the Crawford boxes. And this is going to be caught by Jankowski. As he died, he was able to get it. It's going to get a Abreu home nonetheless. That was a great play by Jankowski. He made a jumping catch near the left side of the Crawford boxes. But it was deep enough, so Jolks did his job. Brings home another run, make it 2-0 Astros. That was almost knocked out of here. And diving just before the scoreboard, looking at the Crawford boxes, jumping and making the catch was Jankowski, able to get his hand out there to protect himself so he didn't jam anything. That's a great play. So Martin Maldonado... 165, he's in there for defense now. 7 home runs, 17 RBI, 11 walks, 55 strikeouts, 36-year-old. You would imagine Corey Lee is still in the system here for the Astros if they still think that he's going to be the everyday catcher on this side, or if you're going to stick with Yonder Diaz if Lee needs more seasoning. Again, that might be more of an MLB The Show type thing, but he's a definite catcher that's got a lot of speed that's played in some futures games that looks good. So Maldonado, one and one. It's a great catch for Jankowski. At least saved an extra run. 
This is a splitter right on the black. One and two as Maldonado, all they could do was look at it. So Astros got two runs home in the bottom of the second. They've taken the early lead. Texas wants to at least kind of get a split here, you would imagine, in the first two games because you want to hold on to that lead. The Astros, you know that they're coming, and they're going to be getting Altuve. And on the other side, Jordan Alvarez back, 99, just misses off the top of the box of the plate, make it 2-2. Two and two. If Maldonado does reach, that's going to bring up the top of the order again for Dusty Baker's squad. If not, you will start with Dubois, Pena, and Tucker. So 2-2 two and two against the longtime catcher here for the Houston Astros, Martin Maldonado. Fastball, not even close. Haim is able to catch that one, make it full against Martin. So with two runs home, and again, it was a great jumping catch in the left field part of the Crawford boxes for Texas Rangers and Travis Jankowski. Rodriguez, I think, would take it because this probably should at least be three runs. Fastball, got him. 97, he was late, strikes out, no matter. It's two runs for the Houston Astros in the top of their order coming in the bottom side. We'll see if Texas can get things going. They're down 2 nothing. So Ezekiel Duran, it'll be 7-8-9 for the Texas Rangers due up here in the top of the third. Rangers now down two runs. Astros able to get a pair, and it was a great catch, as we said, by Jankowski. Probably save an extra run already for the Texas Rangers to be up against. Again, they're coming into this one a plus, I believe, 150 run differential in the MLB, which is the best in baseball. So a slobber knocker for the Texas Rangers for scoring some runs. But Houston on that same wavelength as they've always been. Slider way out of the zone for J.P. France. Again, 23 pitches into his day. He's going to be the starter. It seems like Corey Bradford is going to try to go the rest of the way, at least for four innings before they go back into the bullpen. Probably won't use a role this Chapman here tonight. He's been used in several days in a row. He got rocked yesterday. Texas Rangers saw him give up his first blemish, but his numbers, even with the Yankees and the Houston Astros back at that time, he has never had luck here at Minute Maid Park, and he got roughed up yesterday with Texas. So 1-2, and two, Ezekiel Duran, and this is going to be a disengagement for Duran. So he's used his time on on this side. Again, for Ezekiel, 297 average, 13 bombs, 38 RBI, 14 walks, 77 strikeouts, 40 runs, 24-year-old career high across the board and a lot of those offensive numbers. And a slider again way out, makes it 2-2 two and two now against Ezekiel. So J.P. France, again, I've seen the fastball, the two-seam, and the slider kind of in the mix, a little three-pitch mix so far, but been pretty good. But as far as uh, France, again, you throw those sliders, and that's a good jumping leap by Bregman. Able to get that at the hot corner at third base and gets Duran. He hit that right on the screws, but Bregman was there to make the catch. What I wasn't going to say for France, though, for that slider, just like it was for Rodriguez, you, you can kind of spin on that one because the slider is not soon to be located. That one was put in the middle of the zone and Duran was all over it, but Bregman was there to make a leap and a catch. So Mitch Garver, he's going to be the DH today. Normally it's Robbie Grossman, but you can go between the handedness on this side between the left and the right and mix this one in. He's going to DH here for Robbie. Robbie's usually a switch bat. Garver's got more power on the left, but this is the righty here. 243 for Garver. He doesn't offer at it up the top of the zone. They will check, but he did not go. 2-0 for Mitch. That's going to bring up Leota Tavares next. Either way, 
243, four home runs, 18 RBI for Mitch Garver. Wait on the 2-0 pitch. And again, fastball. It was a changeup in the same spot. Now it's a fastball in that same spot on the top of the box. And he'll swell it to 3-0 for Garver. Longtime Minnesota twin. I always knew him from the power numbers in the AL Central, but now he gets to join a loaded Texas lineup. And he's going to take the two seam just to make sure that France can actually locate the pitch in this at-bat. He does right on the black bottom left side of the corner. It's still 3-1, and one, so Garver, if you like it's a pitch he likes, and get a little nasty on this count and unleash the power swing. And this is a fastball, two-seam outside the zone, and the catcher draws the walk. So Leota Tavares, he's got speed. He's at the bottom of the order. Again, 12 walks, 33 strikeouts for Leota. 281 on the season with 11 bombs and 46 RBIs. So the power numbers way up for a player like him, especially you would think maybe about four or five home runs, no 11 for Leota Tavares. So he's definitely been able to provide the pain train. You can also kind of use it as a double leadoff in this situation. This is slapped right near Corey Jolkspin. Again, two batters that hit the ball pretty good in between Ezekiel Duran and on that side for Leota Tavares, but they hit it right at somebody. Joke's able to make the catch and he didn't have to move. And now Marcus Simeon. He's got a 17-game hit streak at Minute Maid Park. Thanks, Valley Sports West, for that for the Texas side. Third longest streak by opponent in Minute Maid Park history. 304-914 OPS here at Minute Maid. So he loves hitting here. This is a off-speed pitch that slams Chaz McCormick. Will run it down. So the Rangers had three hard-hit balls, and they hit it right at somebody. And France does his job. He's still unblemished through three. We'll go back to the bottom three. Houston up 2 nothing. So the rookie left-hander Cody Bradford, he thought he might be the opener. Yuri Rodriguez goes two innings, gives up two runs. Bradford 2-1 and one in 10 games this season, 32 innings pitch, 4.78 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 8 walks, and a 237 batting average against. See if I have any other numbers here for Bradford. 2 and 1, 478. 113 whip. Spot starter seems to be giving up something in each appearance. That's kind of what I have on there. He tops out at 90 between the fastball, changeup, slider, and curve, but a 90 to 82 mile an hour differential. So, 8 mile an hour difference. He's not going to be one of those primetime arms. And for the Astros, already up a couple of runs. We will see how much damage they'll do. Is now they'll go back to the top of the order for a second time. So the Astros 57 and 44, the Rangers 59 and 42. So they can get another game closer. Can Houston if they can win this one again? And Dubon will put this third baseline foul, and we'll do it again with the slider a little bit out in front of it. Again for Mauricio Dubon. Not replacing Jeremy Pena because he's in the lineup, but he's putting his spot in the top of the order. He's kind of had everything be a career resurgence. Dubon's already been a good player, but he's already been in a situation now where he can definitely be a bona fide starter every day at the top of the order. And also, he got speed. He mixed it in there with Pena, Tucker, and Bregman. And this is still without Altuve and Alvarez. And this lineup is just as dangerous as ever because Chaz McCormick's having a career year. Corey Jolks is having a great year. It just never ends. One and one. Fastball, he's going to pop this one in the air. Nathaniel Lowe will take a look at it just shy of the netting, and he will go ahead and get it. The pop fly out here for Mauricio Dubon will bring up Jeremy Pena. So for Cordy Bradford, hopefully they'll give me some uh, inside information here from the Texas side of the last time against 
The Houston Astros on July 3rd, two and a third innings pitched, four strikeouts, no hits, no runs, so he was pretty good, and I see a lot of late swings in that highlight package. We'll see if you can kind of replicate some of that right now. But again, the Astros won 10-9 yesterday, and Chaz McCormick had six RBI. A really late swing on a slider, and Jeremy Pena did not pick up that pitch at all. In the month of July, 151, only slugging 208. So that is just poor numbers for a player that is way better than that on that. So at least for me, especially on that end, 25 years of age, you still think he's got a lot of good baseball in front of him. But you think going into his year three on the following side for the 2024 part of the season, you got to make those adjustments, and hell, you got to make those adjustments now on this having to get closer to October because the Astros still have aspirations to be able to uh, repeat as World Series champions. So one and two, as this one is blocked at the knees by Jonah Heim, and Pena will get set to dig back in. Didn't realize the numbers were that low in this month. So MLB the show ratings. If you have the current game, I don't on that side, but it would be way down as far as. Uh, Numbers per week-to-week -week basis. That's a great pitch on the black, but Bradford does not get the call right at the knees. And Dusty Baker really working on that toothpick on that side. It's a 2 nothing lead still for the Astros. Five seconds left to go on the pitch clock here. Again, Bradford's kind of having that same pace that Rodriguez did. He'll use all that time. Is this one again down the third baseline? Thought a little bit on front of that slider. Again, that's a better adjustment. The first pitch, he was way late and reached about five feet away. This one was inside. He was just a little early on it, but he did make the adjustment. Two and two against Jeremy Pena. Kyle Tucker, King Tuck, is going to be next. Big 12 Conference Pitcher of the Year. Thank you for Texas on that side. This is delivered in for Bradford, and this is. Put right into center field, and Tavares will play this on a hop. And the Astros have the base runner here at first, and it's Jeremy Pena. He's still got fleet-footed speed. You want to put him between a 1 to 100 percentile, can safely put Pena in the 80s. He can be a threat to steal on this side. He's got nine stolen bases on the year. I believe he's been caught seven times, however. So longest active hit streaks in the American League, Kyle Tucker with 10, only Glaber Torres and Mickey Moniak. Of the Angels who are playing the t the uh, Tigers today have 13. So 10 for Tucker and Nathaniel Lowe's got eight. Those are the ones to watch in this game. So Kyle Tucker during his hitting streak four 32, five doubles, four bombs, 12 RBI, and eight walks. One of the best hitters in the world, Kyle Tucker, and I've always said that about him. Honestly, as far as me on the outside looking in, again, I'm no Houston fan on this side. And again, it's one of those situations I talk about even the World Series. You can talk about some of the scandals and this and that, I get it. But at time, you know, expect those ones to fade away. But I will say this, as far as anyone, if I could pill for somebody on a team, I'd take Kyle Tucker in a heartbeat. I know everybody would say Jordan Alvarez, but I love the defense. He also plays in the outfield and a little bit of everything. Give me Tucker. I'm going to get a chance to take one. This is a bouncer right the first. This could be a tailor-made double play. Got to get this one over. And it took a little bit too long off the release on the second base feed. Tucker is going to be able to get a defensive indifference, infield difference here. So it'll be a runner at first. That's going to put Pena away. He's able to get him. For Nathaniel Lowe, had to get back. And by the time that was fed back over from Simeon, 
a little bit late. So it will bring up Alex Bregman. Drew a walk his last time up. Tucker was there by a couple of strides that did not have to be close at all. So Bradford is going to take a long look in on Tucker before he delivers here for Bregman. And he gets a piece of it. This will be popped up. There's three infielders in converging. And Jankowski will find it in between Simeon and Young. And Astros are turned away. Still 2-0 as we go to the top of the fourth. So back underneath the action here, it'll be J.P. France back on the mound. He's only surrendered one hit through three innings so far. It's a 1-0 count on Travis Jankowski. Takes a changeup that splits right down the middle of the plate. I would hope that didn't freeze Jankowski because he should have taken a big swing at that one. Nathaniel Lowe and Adolis Garcia will get an opportunity as well as the fastball is queued late down the third baseline and make it 1-2 and two here for Travis. Texas trying to make sure they don't drop the first two games to start here for the Lone Star Series because that'll put, I believe, the Astros just two games behind the Texas Rangers should they lose. Cued foul, and this is directly back. And we'll have to do it again, still 1-2 and two for Travis Jankowski. So just one home run, 22 RBI, 28 runs scored, 2 walks, 28 strikeouts, career-high numbers for the journeyman. He's been all over the place in MLB, but he does have a decent bat. He able to make contact. Slider. This one is left field. Corey Jolks will camp underneath it and make the catch. So one up and one down for J.P. France here in the top of the fourth. He has had a very economical outing against a very dangerous Texas offense. Just 38 pitches thrown between three and a third out so far. Innings in this game. Hasn't only given up one hit. Nathaniel Lowe chewing on that green gum. That's going to be set up here for Maldonado. Deliver the first pitch curveball way out. This is probably only the second curveball that I've seen J.P. throw. 800 slugging gets right-handers sixth in MLB. Nathaniel Lowe's definitely got home run power, but you'd think easy double power, no matter all the way across the field. This is a fastball, a little bit late, a perfect pitch up near his kitchen. And I'll fault this one back, make it one and one. So France, his last four starts, about a 220 ERA with those aviator glasses. Little Oppenheimer like on that side. Again, it's been a big box office weekend between Barbie and Oppenheimer. So, again, when you're thinking about that and flying a plane on this side or having any of those type of things, you think about those type of glasses. Two and one now as the count swells. And Lowe's going to be in a good hitter's count. Maybe he can make it three and one. And he does just that. He's able to spit on a fastball just off the outside of the box. And this is where you can absolutely get dangerous. And even with a 2 nothing lead, you can go ahead and say, yeah, go ahead and you can walk Nathaniel Lobo. Well, you still got a Dulles Garcia to deal with. So you got to make sure you locate this pitch nonetheless. You know, you're looking to do some damage. Fastball just past a diving Jeremy Pena. And the Rangers have their second base runner of the game. It's a solid single for Nathaniel Lowe. Adolis Garcia had the first hit of the game. He is due up now. So it's going to be very difficult to double up Adolis Garcia with his speed with Nathaniel Lowe. Probably can get the out at second if you think of any kind of double play possibilities, but Adolis Garcia does run well. It's not the hamstrings in the leg that hurts. 
It's about that right hand to be able to take a pitch off of it just a few days ago. But now he is back in the lineup. He just couldn't grip the bat the other day. They kept him day to day, but he was out of the lineup now. A little bit of extra padding there, that right side hand of that glove to make sure you don't get anything else to hit it. Maybe that power could be zapped, but those singles and that speed won't be. So 262, 21, 24 bombs, 80 RBI. And had a single in the second. And a fastball a little bit late on the first baseline. We'll do it again at 1-1. One one. John out here with you on the call. It's a 2-0 lead for the Houston Astros, but the Texas Rangers up at the dish right now with one out. When a man on first, it's Nathaniel Below. Dolis Garcia, one for one today. Again, the Rangers' offense can strike at any moment, but so can the Astros. Fastball popped up in the air. And this will be to Tucker. Able to shadow underneath this thing and make the easy catch. Two away now here for Texas. Josh Young, 275 again, as we said, with 20 bombs, 61 RBI. He had an absolute missile toward the third base side. Alex Bregman able to make the catch. And on that side, Corey Jolks as well. On that side of it between Young and Haim. And we'll see if that happens again. He does strike out quite a bit. He did so in his first at-bat. This one is a slider. Splits the middle of the plate. Chaz McCormick will be pushed back from the right side of the warning track. He runs over, makes the catch. And the Rangers are still scoreless, although they pick up another base hit. It'll bring up the Astros' bottom four up 2 nothing. So Abreu, McCormick, and Diaz will be due up here for Bradford. It is his second inning of work. Gary Rodriguez got the opener portion of it. That's what you get more nowadays. You get some relievers that will play a couple innings. This one is going to be tossed back over and thrown out on the other side. So Abreu is easily turned away by the Texas defense as that was thrown over by Ezekiel Duran. And Bradford's got one up, one down in the bottom of the fourth inning. And that will go ahead and move it up to the order again for Chaz McCormick batting sixth. Again, Chaz has been all over it in this series in between Texas. He loves playing against his rivals in the West. Fastball up near the face. And this one is 1-0, does not offer at it. Again, Chaz McCormick, again, from what I'm seeing, I always knew he was a great defender. I'm also seeing more discipline at the plate, some heavy contact. He's becoming a very dangerous baseball player because he already had all the tool set as far as the arm, the speed, and the hustle, and the reads on defense. You bring it in in the bat, I mean, that makes you a complete baseball player, no doubt about it. Good pitch for Bradford. Change up right on the bottom black, up near the knees, and now it's 2-1 and one as he tries to get back into this at-bat. Yonor Diaz will be next. About four pitch... Four seconds on that pitch clock as a fastball. This is hit almost near the warning track. Tavares will take a couple extra steps back up and make the catch. And it looks like he just missed it. Did Chaz? He's been reading the ball quite well. So the DH today, the backup catcher, Yonor Diaz. He bats seventh. Again, 266, 11 bombs, 26 RBI. Six walks, 41 strikeouts, he's 24 years of age, and as we talk about it with the Nolan Ryan's team, again, he was with Texas, they turned him away, he said, I'm going to go to Houston and turn them into a World Series contender, he did just that. Another solid looking rookie, this one will push back Adolis Garcia, just the other winning track in right field, and the Astros are quickly turned away, let's go to the top five, Texas needs some runs, we'll see if they can get him, they're down 2 nothing. So France still back out there, curveball. 
popped out of the hands. So Jonah Heim is going to get set to get underway here in the top of the fifth. Again, Texas, just two hits. On this side for the Astros, they have just three hits. Two runs have scored. So Heim waiting for the 1-0. From France, who has been really good. He's late on a 92-mile-an-hour two-seam. That doesn't seem very common. 36 RBI in the last 43 games for Jonah Heim. He's been all over. But again, you can talk about any player for Bruce Brochie's side of it and the bench coats, and you can put any guy in any situation, they're going to be able to score some runs as far as what Texas is going to be able to do. So now it's 2-1 and one for the catcher. And again, we know the elite defense, but the 20-year-old is definitely breaking on in 279-14 bombs, 70 RBI. Turned himself in the best catcher in the American League, bar none, at least for me, on this side as this one's fall back. You can talk about JT Real Muto and the National League. Jonah Heim doesn't nearly make as much money, but if Heim continues these same type of numbers, you would bet... Texas has always been willing to spend money. They will take care of their own in Jonah Heim, and he's not going to be going anywhere if he can continue that same type of production. It's not going to be pudge numbers for Jonah Heim, but certainly one of the best catchers they've had, I guess, since pudge. I would go out and say that, but what say Texas fans? 2-2. Slider in off the back foot with spit on, making a full count here for Jonah Heim. It's going to be Ezekiel Duran next. Again, he hit one right on the screws. Third base side where Bregman made a jumping catch last time he was up. Texas hit the ball hard a couple times, but they only have a couple hits to show for it. This one is right in on the fist. That would have been a ball, but Heim was able to ride that one the whole way, almost on the first base line, but it went foul. Simeon definitely looking on right now. Nathaniel Lowe, everybody else tightening up group here for Texas. They're looking on. This is a very important series in between Houston and the Rangers in the Lone Star Series. This one is left. Corey Jolks can't get there. And Jonah Heim gets a bunched up single left field. They hit it where they weren't on that end. And that's going to bring up Ezekiel Duran. So 55 pitches into J.P. France's day. It's a jam shot right in on the fist. And again, you got to be some kind of strong to be able to do that. Corey Jolks does have some pretty good speed. But he played that smartly, knew he was going to be able to make a dive. No reason to do that, especially when you're up by two and give up an extra base. Ezekiel Duran definitely has that speed, so he's going to be tough to double up. So 93, that split the plate on the two seam. And France, when he's made a couple mistakes so far, Texas has not been able to make him pay for it. Career high 13 home runs this season. Again, you would expect that to be much more as we're about still another 60 games left to go here in this season. Most teams have already hit the 100, 100 mark. That's what's a good time to do these broadcasts. We've got the deadline as well on the Monday side. We're less than a week away. Everybody's talking about Shohei Otani. It looks pretty good in Texas or Houston, wouldn't he? Or even as a rental in Philadelphia. I know people are going to want to get him long term. You would imagine he's going to go to a contender if the Angels don't continue to win and try to get him to stay or make some trades of their own. So one and one. Two seam way outside. Make it two and one on Ezekiel Duran. This could be an opportunity for Texas to go ahead and uh, get some runs and draw first blood for themselves. They're trailing two nothing to their bitter rivals, Houston Astros. So France getting close to pitch number 60. As he'll throw this one over. It's a slider reached for. And thankfully for Duran, it goes up and on a play down the right field line. So J.P. France, from what I've seen from his first start, again, it's on my third baseball broadcast, that slider, even though it's missed about five feet each time, he's gotten 
the Rangers to go after. They're not picking up that bite, and they're just trying to get a piece of it. They've been late on a 93-mile-an-hour fastball. This one's grooved. Corey Jolks, great jump. That was destined to go into the gap. And Jolks made a great play, and Duran hit it hard on the screws again. And all he could do was be turned away. You know you're frustrated when you hit the ball well twice, but all I can say to the young fella on that side is keep doing what you're doing. Once you hit the ball hard like that consistently, you're going to get base hits. It's just baseball. You get turned away. But, man, that's tough because that's definitely a double. So on that side of it for Mitch Garver, he's batting eighth. This is cued. Nice flip from Pena. Sent back over. Easy double play. So the Rangers were in business until they weren't. Mitch Garver reached for a slider. Very poor pitch at that. Said you got to spit on it. He didn't. It's a double play. Astros at the bat rack, bottom five. So you talk about that Texas heat that's been going around 115 degrees Fahrenheit on that end. Again, it's about 90-something here in Michigan. There's going to be a lot of storms tomorrow. But the only heat so far has been from the Houston bats. Everything's been a little quiet, though. It's 2 nothing. It's not the 10-9 pace that it was just last night, which has McCormick with 6 RBI. So it'll be Jolks in about 8th here for the Houston Astros. It'll be 8-9-1 due up as Jolks takes a... Fastball way out of the zone, and this one gets called the strike 0 and 2. I don't definitely blame him for having a look on that end. That was a missed one. So, this is a slider way out, and Bradford again, if you're going to go ahead and get that call, you might as well throw it low and see if the M calls it there too. Sack fly for Jolks. End up scoring one of the runs here for Houston. They're up 2 nothing. 1 and 2 count here for Corey. Bradford, 23 pitches into his day. And a off-speed pitch is slammed on the first baseline, and we'll do it again for Corey Jolks. Again, bringing up his numbers, 266 bombs, 31 RBI, 21 walks, 69 strikeouts, 15 stolen bases. Another one of those solid players that Houston continues to turn in. This one is in off the hands. Will this stay playable? No, Nathaniel Lowe can't get there. This just bounces off the netting, and Jolks is still alive here. One and two. So I've liked what I've seen, especially defensively for Corey Jolks, man. He made a great dash and a great read toward the left side, been able to make that catch on Ezekiel Duran, who's hit the ball very hard two times, but has nothing to show for it. Fastball. This is a lazy pop-up center field, and Leota Tavares is able to camp under it. And it's one up, one down in the bottom of the fifth for the Strokes. So Martin Maldonado is going to be next. Again, I talk about his average, you kind of turn away and block your ears. 165, 7 home runs, 17 RBI, but it's about the defense. But even for Maldonado, even at 36, I know that Dusty Baker loves him. I know the prior managers and everybody else loves him, and the players do as well. But there's going to come a time where you have Yonner Diaz, or you have Corey Lee on that end, and Maldonado just one hit in his last 20 at-bats. That defense going to start to wane a little bit as it's done that you'll move on at some point. But he is a guy that you can go ahead and keep for less, keep around as a backup, no doubt about that. He'll still get his time nonetheless over the next few years, I would imagine. One and one. Bradford, 28 pitches into his day. This is a good hit for Maldonado. This goes off the wall. He doesn't have a lot of speed. Is he going to be able to race in there for a double? Yes, he will. 
It is just off the wall from Aldonado. He had one hit in his last 20 at-bats. Now he's got two in the last 21 as he slams a double in the left center field. Just missed a home run there. But a good swing. He got a piece of that changeup below in the zone. He stayed with it. And he hit that probably 385 feet, somewhere close to before it slammed up against the wall. It was at 399 to be able to go out. So we go back to the top of the order with Mauricio Dubon. He swings and misses on the slider at 86, right on the top side black, left side of the box. He is playing second base today, bats right, 268, 5 bombs, 27 RBI for Dubon. Jonah Heim giving the signal here for Bradford. He's going to try to finish his third inning of work unblemished. Nice play for Duran, throws over to Nathaniel Lowe, and it's one up, one down, but that will get the runner over. And it's going to be Maldonado at third with Jeremy Pena in the second spot here. He's going to try to get this run home. The third run would be pretty big for the Houston Astros right now, considering Texas I wouldn't say struggling because they've hit the ball hard. There's been some outstanding defense. But J.P. France has done his job so far. So you get the extra five seconds, and that's what Bradford is going to designate as he lets the pitch go right at one on the pitch clock. And it's a 90-mile-an-hour two-seamer right on the black. And Pena will take it. Couldn't do much with that nonetheless. 0-1 here for Jeremy. And on this side, for the 25-year-old, 232 average, but he's more close to a 275 average if you want to count last year as a rookie. He reaches for a slider, and he wouldn't have needed an oar to hit that one way outside, about six feet. Just not seeing the ball as well as you'd like to on certain times, although he does have a base hit. It was a solid single pass to diving middle infield of Duran last time. So 0-2 count. See if Bradford can finish off Pena. Another slider, it worked the first time, why not try it again? Pena will spit on it, and the count swell to 2-2 here. So the Rangers and the Astros, again, just two games back are the Astros. They win this one, it'll be just a game back. So they could essentially, in the three-game series, get themselves into a tie should the Astros sweep. And blew him away with a fastball, he was late on a 91. So a missed opportunity there for the Strohs. And now this will go to the sixth inning. Rangers need runs. We'll see if they can get it now. Still 2-0 Astros. So a little bit of a double leadoff situation here, the way that this is going to work. It's Leota Tavares on the bottom part of the order before you go to Marcus Simeon. Now if it's me, I'm not going to second-guess Bruce Bochy because it's a team that's been in the first place in the AL West for pretty much the beginning of the season. But I'd even like to see Marcus Simeon kind of bat in the middle of that side of every move Adolis Garcia around because Marcus Simeon is absolutely someone that can do a little bit of everything, but Adolis is kind of that power guy in that cleanup. That's the way that it's worked. Tavares needs to get on base, and his back goes flying toward Abreu on the first base side. Heads up over there, able to make that catch, and luckily no damage on that side. Sometimes you do routinely see the bat get flown out of the hands. You don't want you to have as much of that grip and all those other things just to make sure, but France. It was a change-up, and he got a little early, and the bat came right out of the hands. We're going to look on the flipping side. This goes toward the umpire. Now, he didn't even flinch. That is sweet there. Did not even flinch at all. 
It's kind of like the Matt Barnes inbound to Kobe Bryant. Remember that? No flinching on that end. One and two for Leody Tavares. Curveball. Wow. Outside black. It was kind of close. Tavares didn't swing at it nonetheless. It was too close probably to take on a one and two. And Tavares will punch out. It'll bring up Marcus Simeon, another one of the all-stars for the Texas Rangers. That's just a little too close to take. I think it's close enough in the strike zone where I'm not going to blame the umpire for calling that one. That's a great pitch for J.P. France. He's been excellent. Switch it back around. It'll be Marcus Simeon. 0-1-1. As he takes a curveball and just on the outside block again. So a couple of curves. We'll see if he mixes it up. Does J.P. for pitch number 66. And a fastball. We're going to see if he goes. He did not toward the first base side. So Marcus Simeon. Back for a 1-1 count. Texas needs base runners. They only got a couple hits. They've had some hard hit balls from Ezekiel Duran. Got robbed by Bregman and Corey Jolks. Simeon will serve it to right field. Tucker can't run it down. Simeon does have good speed, but Tucker's got a great arm. Simeon's going to hold at first. It'll be a solid single. Travis Jankowski will be due up now. With France about to deliver pitch number 68 once he goes up to the dish. So Marcus Simeon, again, that's an example of why he hits 273. This is up near his fist, up high in the zone, still strong enough to fall. That went out on the first baseline, or right field side, and bloop it in for a single. Simeon's got a little bit of speed, probably out of 100, you'd say about 65. As Jankowski, this will get popped up. Pena can't make the grab. And Simeon will go to second. He thought about going to third, but Pena tried to turn around and make an over-the-shoulder catch, but he did see it. He was able to get it right to Bregman. So two on now for the Texas Rangers off a couple of blue pits. Jankowski, this one skied up really shallow into center field and between the shortstop and center field on that end for Chaz McCormick. And Pena and McCormick have a ton of speed, but nowhere they're able to get here. So Nathaniel Lowe's got a prime-time opportunity to do some heavy damage and get Texas on the scoreboard with runners at first and second. So we'll see how J.P. France will play this one. 1-0. and 429 since the All-Star break. Two bombs, 9 RBI, and an OPS of 1,238. So definitely swinging a hot bat. Chaz McCormick at 1,600. Is this one tailor-made? Thrown over. Nice flip from Dubon. Safe. So it was tailor-made, but Nathaniel Lowe busted his butt down the line. And it's going to be first and third. The Rangers get another 90 feet closer, but can they score? It'll be up to Adolis Garcia. So Dubon with the flip over to Pena. Pena, he got that off as quick as he could, trying to get in the middle of the slide. So Dubon with the feet over. Pena trying to get a quick little transfer, and Jankowski, to his credit, I'll give him this, he broke up that slide just enough to negate that double play to allow Nathaniel Lowe to get down on the first base line. So good work there. So it's up to Adolis. Great pitch for France. Right on the left side of the black. So 1-1 now. Adolis Garcia, 1-2 for two on the day. He was able to get a single on the right field line, just short for Kyle Tucker to catch it. Runners on first and third. Texas, how many more opportunities are they going to get for this? We know how good their bats are. This is swallowed up by Pena. He can't make the play. Texas scores. Simeon is in. And the Rangers finally get on the board. 
Jeremy Pena kind of looking like Jose Altuve during the playoffs sometimes. He couldn't keep his eye on the ball, and it allowed Texas to score. And you would think with some of those that for Tavares hitting it on the screws, it's a bouncing ball, tried to get grappled up into the uh, stomach. He couldn't do it, but for it was hard to hit as Tavares was able to make it and not get a couple runs. You feel like Texas should be where they are. Now they're only down a run. So Josh Young, he can tie this game with a base hit, no doubt about it. He's 0 for 2, couple of punchies. He's been reaching for some baseballs that he shouldn't. He's prone to the strikeout. J.P. France does need to get out of this. We know the Houston Astros can score some runs, but you do like to keep the lead, and you want to be able to keep his line fresh because France has been ridiculously good so far. There's six. He's only given up one. Third time through the lineups of 286, which is definitely not bad. 245, 229, 286. But really, he should have already been out of the inning. And man, Young really went fishing for a slider. Not even close. One and two now. Not picking up the baseball right now. France going to try to get out of this at pitch number 76. 30 runs scored six inning or later, tied fourth most in the MLB. Both of these offenses can be clutch. Pena should have kept this 2-0, but it's 2-1 now with runners at first and second. It's going to be an unearned run against France. Did he offer? No, he did not. Very close for Young to pull the trigger again when he really shouldn't, but he was strong enough to hold that bat back. And Texas still alive here in the sixth with runners in scoring position. Still a 2-1 lead now for the Astros. About five seconds now to work with in on that pitch clock as Crawford will get set to dig in, or France, I should say, J.P. France, not J.P. Crawford. That's the Mariners. Oh, a bad call by the Empire. Punches out Josh Young. That's a fastball five feet out of the zone, and he is rung up for the third time today. That was a complete miss, but Simeon... Able to do enough damage, and Adolis Garcia, he hit one right to Jeremy Pena. That should have been a routine play, but going to the bottom five, it's 2-1 Houston now. So Yuri Rodriguez was the opener. Now Corey Bradford's up for his fourth inning of work. He's got to go against the 2-3-4 part in the meat of the order here for the Houston Astros. Again, it's a 2-1 game now. Jeremy Pena definitely made an error out of a routine play, which allowed the Rangers to get a run. But again, as we talked about earlier in the broadcast, you think for as hard as Adolis, not Adolis Garcia, but Adolis Garcia and Ezekiel Duran, especially for as hard as he said the ball a couple times, he could have had a couple base hits. It probably already at least give them a run, but it's 1-0. Kyle Tucker, this one is in on the fist, followed back. Broke his bat, and he's going to need a new piece of lumber here. 1-1, one one, so we'll take a couple extra beats for Kyle Tucker to get a new bat. Again, 303 average, that is a career high. 17 home runs, 68 RBI, 49 walks, the same as well. That's going to be well on pace for that. 56 strikeouts, 18 stolen bases. I do believe he's a superstar, and I mentioned earlier as well. He'd be the one player I'd take as far as you can pull for one player from each team to go ahead and make your team better. He's going to be in his second year of arbitration and the third before he's actually going to collect his big payday. That'll be at 28 years of age. And you imagine Tucker's definitely going to get a solid sum because he plays outstanding defense as well. One and two. Did he offer at the fastball? They checked on the third base side, and the ump says no. It's two and two now. 
Houston wanted to try to add to this lead. They were up by as much as 2-0. Texas now has made it 2-1. But Houston is at the bat at the bottom of the six. No outs. This is served. Right field line going back. Gone! Kyle Tucker just got it out of there on the right field side. And the Astros go back up by two. Make it 3-1 to one with a solo shot for King Tuck. He just does it all. His 69th RBI of the season, that was a solo shot at 364 feet. And the Astros back up by two. It's a 3-1 score. It is a changeup right on the bottom part of the black, but Tucker able to reach with it. He got a perfect timing to stay with it the whole way. He hustled just to make sure it didn't go out there with Adolis Garcia, but it did. 3-1. 18 home runs is enough to pace the Astros right now. And again, for Kyle Tucker, for as good as he's going, he's still got Bregman, he's still got Mauricio Dubon, Jose Abreu starting to percolate, Chaz McCormick has been on fire, and you're still going to be able to insert Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. And on the 10-day IL, you would think that they would be back sometime by the trade deadline, which is Monday on that end, so less than a week away from returning of those bats. So this team will get even better. Bregman. He's batting cleanup, but Tucker was able to do that cleanup himself with a solo shot. 0-2 for Alex Bregman. And this is a slider just outside. 3-1, still 0-2 the count. 3-1 is now the score. Astros up in front. So Bregman waits on the 0-2 pitch. Got about five seconds to go on that pitch clock. Bradford will deliver. It's the first run that he's given up in this game. Yuri Rodriguez was the opener. He surrendered two runs in two innings. Bradford only trying to give up one in four innings of work, which would be pretty damn good, all things considered, between the starter and the opener, or however you want to mix and match that. One and two pitch. And off the fists again. This is a two-seamer. Just followed away a little late there was Bregman, but I'll get an opportunity to do it one more time. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at my local score just to see if anything else has changed. And the Angels do get the win, 7-6 over the Tigers. Tigers were able to force their way in the bottom of the ninth, but they lost in the tenth. Got to be able to get those runs over. You'd think you'd need to bunt over the third base side, especially for the Tigers and them, but they did not. So 2-2 against Bradford and Bregman. Tucker just got a home run in this, and this is a bouncer. Down on the third base side, and this will be thrown over by Young to Nathaniel Lowe. And now it's finally one up and one down in the sixth. Jose Abreu is going to be next. Longtime Chicago White Sox now on a new team with the Houston Astros. He's 36. Again, his numbers sound a little low. 241 average, 8 bombs, 51 RBI, 28 walks, 94 strikeouts. But the 36-year-old is definitely starting to level back over the last couple of weeks. Batting fifth in the order today for Dusty Baker's squad. First pitch curveball way out. And Abreu will take it. One and two on the day for Jose. He got a solid single in the second inning and a run scored. Change up low. Two and oh. This is right directly in the bottom part of the strike. So about a couple feet outside. 243 again. Eight bombs, 51 RBI. 646 on base percentage. Good solid single. Past a diving Josh Young. Down the left field line, and Abreu. He's got his second hit, both singles, but he'll take it nonetheless.
because that's going to give somebody an opportunity for Chaz McCormick, who's been one of the best hitters on the planet of late, especially against this series of the Texas Rangers. He loves beating up on this team. He hits for power, hits for average. He can definitely pick him up and put him down on defense. He's got everything right now. And bringing up that bat, again, for someone who's just 28 years of age, you're right in that prime of your career and looking pretty good. Cormick really went for the downs there on a changeup at 86. He missed it, though. 0-1-1. Abreu's at first. He drove in a, a double and a run score. Did McCormick in this game so far with a 1-2 and two count. Bradford trying to get through his fourth inning work, just giving up one run. Yuri Rodriguez gave up two in the opener. Cormick will follow up a changeup that was directly dead split in the middle of the zone. A little bit late on it. 284, 13 bombs, 42 RBI, and a non 907 on base plus slugging for Chaz. RBI double in the second, a run score. Five seconds, switch to work with on the pitch clock. Get an extra five because there's a runner on base. No disengagements used yet. And this is cued fouled on the third baseline. 0 2 against Chaz. Again, this is the Lone Star Series. Drawn out here doing the commentary and the play by play color for this one. On this side, it's a solo cast. I thank Alec Novel for joining me here yesterday. We got Cooper Hopkins reactionary on the side of it between the Mariners and the other side for the Minnesota Twins yesterday. That was a heartbreaker for the Mariners. This one has bounced off the stomach of McCormick. Able to reach for a slider and keep it alive. So Mondays and Tuesdays for me for the next couple weeks. So I will be back next week, Monday and Tuesday, after this game is done. We'll give you the complete play-by-play and game story as usual on this recorder side that you see on the YouTube end. So thank you for joining me at John Ryan Out on Twitter Spaces and YouTube. 0-2 still the count against McCormick. That was very close to a pitch violation. And this is fouled off off the changeup. Just got it away at the last second to throw that pitch. Again, should it be any kind of pitch violation with the 0-2 count, it be an automatic ball on that end. So that's what the pitch clock keeps everything timely, and you only get two disengagements as far as throwing runners over or one step out per batter in a plate appearance. And he swung through a changeup. So McCormick was on it a couple times. He thought he was going to get a fastball. Nonetheless, Bradford throws the changeup, blows him away. He thought he was going to get a fastball. He was way out in front of it. So that'll bring up Yonder Diaz. The DH, the backup catcher today, but the DH on this side. He's going to try to get this one done as it's a runner at first. Abreu's still been tethered there. Diaz 0 for 2. He offers that a 2 seam at 89. And this one will get followed back and we'll do it again. Astros up 3-1. If they do get this victory over Texas today, that will put them just one game back in the AL West. If they get a sweep, it'll be even with the Texas Rangers should they win on Wednesday as well. They won yesterday's game 10-9. It was a complete run scoring affair. I was kind of sweating a little bit on the brow side just to see... If how many runs would be scored today, the over-under is sitting at 9 in the opener, considering there was Yuri Rodriguez and Corey Bradford, a little bit of an opener before you get into the starter here, but only four runs scored. And a swing and a miss on a slider that was not even close to the zone, and Diaz will still offer at it. It's now 1-2. and two. <clears throat> Texas, nonetheless, they're going to want to make sure they hold this. They're back down by 2 again. It's as much as they've trailed. 
trailed 2-0 and now 3-1. Diaz, this is a bouncer. It'll be an easy flip over there from Tavares. Right to Marcus Simeon. And the Astros are turned away, but not before they get a solo shot from Kyle Tucker. He puts it 3-1 and the Astros back up by 2. Texas back up to the bats as we go to the 7th. So Heim, Ezekiel, Duran, and Garver, that'll be the top of the seventh. The first pitch missed, the second one way up high as well. As J.P. France is still out there, he's trying to get through seven innings of work. His pitch count's been very economical. It is uh, two-nothing the count, though, against Jonah Heim. And if it wasn't for a misplay by Jeremy Pena, they'd be up three-nothing right now. And France, at least for the run against him, it's not earned on that end. Three now as the count swells for Jonah Heim. They're going to make sure to get the bullpen ready here for Dusty Baker squad to see who's out there. It's the split finger fastball of Hector Neris. He's the one getting warm. Four pitches. They all missed. So maybe Neris is going to need to get ready a little quicker here for J.P. France. So it'll bring an opportunity for Ezekiel Duran. Now here's the dangerous part. You get the walk. And Ezekiel Duran, both times that he's been up, he's hit the ball extremely hard. He got robbed at third base by Bregman. He got robbed in left field in a great jump from Corey Jolks. How many times can he continue to get the ball hard and not have something good happen for him? Five straight pitches outside the zone for J.P. France. Pitch number 82. And now we are going to get a meeting on the mound. I think this is a good idea just to be able to go ahead and get some more time for Hector Neris to get warm. They're going to make sure and bide this. This is a very diplomatic version of the Houston Astros to go out there and buy some time. Because for Hector Neris, he's just trying to get warm. And J.P. France has thrown five straight pitches out of the strike zone. He walked Jonah Heim. Ezekiel Duran has hit the ball very hard two times. Got nothing to show for it. Could easily have a couple of runs. And then they make sure they buy a couple pitches for the split finger fastball that is in the bullpen. And Hector Neris... So Astros trying to gain another game on the Texas Rangers in this Lone Star Series. If they do gain a game tonight, it'll be just one game back in the AL West and just a week away, less than a week away from the trade deadline. So 1-0. This is another hard hit ball for Ezekiel Duran, but it's right at Chaz McCormick. My goodness, he's just had a tough day. He's done everything right, but he's got nothing to show for it. It's going to put Hine back to first base. And now Mitch Garver. Is going to be up. 243, 4 bombs, 18 RBI, 12 walks, 33 strikeouts. 32 year old still got power against lefties, but that's not what's on the mound right now. That's a righty. It's all righties here for the Houston Astros for the most part. Not a lot of lefties, especially in that bullpen side. We're talking about Framber Valdez on the side for starters. This could be tailor made. Here's the flip over. Garver, they got him! Double play, and France able to get out of it. It was seven innings of solid baseball. He only gave up one run. It's not earned, and the Rangers turned away again. It's the second double play they've hit into. So the Astros at the bat rack, bottom seven. We go to the stretch. They're up 3-1. So bottom of the seventh, Bradford is back out there. So he's going to try to get through five innings of work, giving up just one run here. Again, it was Yuri Rodriguez giving up two. All he's responsible for so far is the Kyle Tucker solo shot. Jokes. We'll put this one off the netting toward the first baseline foul. He's got to sacrifice fly in the second inning. 259, six bombs, 32 RBI, 
687 on base plus slugging on that end. Very good looking player, especially in the left field side. Got a lot of speed. I know Jordan Alvarez loves to play there. He's above average. He just doesn't have the wheels that Jolks has. And Jolks will punch out. They're going to say that he went at a fastball two seam at the top of the zone. So that'll go on the other end as it'll bring up Martin Maldonado before we flip back over to Mauricio Dubon. It'll be 8, 9, and 1 at least in the bottom of this seventh inning. Astros, you figure at this point, again, I, I suffice, maybe I shudder to say it, that if they get another extra run here, it could be enough. Again, Texas could strike at any moment. But the way Houston, you know, they got Ryan Presley, Hector Neris from these back-end bullpen arms, it's tough. And for Houston, their ERA, team ERA is at 373. That's tied for third in baseball. So even for a lineup as good as Texas is, we know they can make some runs, but I would think it's going to be difficult to get some runs off Presley should that come to be the case, but who knows. 1-1 one one against Maldonado. Does not get the call, does Bradford. He got a very friendly call. A few, a few uh, batters ago with Josh Young, that was a fastball, what, five feet outside the zone. Called for a strike. He had three punchies in this game. One of those not on Young, though. That should have been a bull. Two and one. And he swing and miss on a changeup. High. Two and two. So Maldonado was able to drive one of the baseballs to deep left center field. So Mickey Moniak, they just have the video on their 10th inning double, proves to be the difference. Again, one of the top prospects for the Angels. They beat Tigers 7-6. They made their run. Our featured game is 3-1 Astros. Martin Maldonado at the dish. And this one's hit very well for Maldonado. It's gone. Up in between the Crawford boxes. And a couple of times I've said in between this broadcast for Maldonado, at 165 for the batting average, well, he says, John, take that. You think I can't hit the bat very well. I pretty much stroked a double. I had to be held for a single. And then an absolute no-doubt bomb. And the Astros have taken a 4-1 lead as Martin Maldonado muscles up on Bradford. And he gives up his second run. And that is just a splitter that doesn't split. It goes right to the dead center of the plate. And that's where it goes. It goes right into the Crawford box. So Mauricio Dubon will spin out of the way as this one misses up high. And we will see if Texas has anyone else starting to warm up in their bullpen. And now the Astros have their largest lead of the game as Maddox is on the phone now. There's a call of the bullpen here. Bradford still trying to do pretty decent here. He's only given up a couple runs. Same thing for Rodriguez. I mean, it's Spencer Howard. He is the bullpen arm here on that side. As he's just called back up. 2-0 against Dubon. He's 0-3 for, for the day. This is a fly ball. And this is lazy center field. This will be picked up by Leody Tavares. And it'll be the second out of the inning. So Houston Astros get another solo shot. They just scored one in the previous inning for Kyle Tucker. Now it's Martin Maldonado. As it'll bring up Jeremy Pena. If he doesn't reach, it'll be 3-4-5 and five due up in the bottom of the 8th. And that is going to be another opportunity to do some damage. Bradford right at the 70-pitch marker. He's had a decent outing. I mean, both the Rangers pitchers that are there in the opener, I know you're Rodriguez, that's tough. They give up the two runs and the two innings, but nothing's been all that bad. But again, this is another one of those diplomatic uh, pitch-outs calls there from the manager. Just go ahead and buy some time for Spencer Howard as he just got up. So Bradford hopefully 
for the Rangers' sake, he can get out of the seven with no more damage up against him and give Howard enough time. Again, for Chapman, he's been used three days in a row, so you would imagine you will not see the Cuban Missile on that side today. Again, he still throws 103. It's amazing. Remember, he was still doing that as a 19-year-old the Cincinnati Reds. He's still doing that now for the Rangers as they got that trade a few weeks ago from the Kansas City Royals because Texas desperately needs bullpen arms. I mean, the pitching has come and go on that side. You can talk about Nathan Evaldi as some of the Texas friends do on that end, but for Texas, they're just not a good pitching team on that end. It's just hit and take. You score a ton of runs, but when you're not uh, scoring a ton of runs, you're going to lose. And that's kind of the situation it is for Texas. It's kind of the same boat I always talk about with them. But this is the best their offense has ever been. They were really good last year. Even better this year. It's one of the best offenses teams I've ever seen. One strike pitch is fall back. 86, it split the plate. Pena, if that was last year, that would have been an absolute moonshot, but he missed it. 0-2. 1-3 today, he did get a solid single pass to diving Ezekiel Duran. Four seconds to go on the pitch clock. This one's lured by Bradford. This is looped. Tavares has the speed, though. Gets a good jump. So Bradford does surrender a shot to Martin Maldonado, and the lead swells to 4-1. to one. Texas down to their final six outs in this Lone Star Series. They're down by three. So Hector Neris, he will get a chance in the eighth against the final six outs for the Texas Rangers. They need some runs. 45 games this season, 42 and a third innings pitched, 148 ERA, 49 strikeouts, 21 walks, 172 batting average against. The exit velocity against him is at 84 miles an hour. That is the fifth lowest in all of baseball. So when you make contact on a splitter, those are worm burners into the ground that get tossed over and turned over. So Leody Tavares, again, the double leadoff situation will be Leody Tavares on that end. And then you go back from Simeon and Jankowski unless you want to go into the bench bats. Again, the Rangers are going to be without Corey Seager, at least for the foreseeable for the next couple of weeks. They should be able to survive with that. This one is cued in off the feet. Still got a piece of it. But the Rangers are down to their final six outs. It's top eight. They're down 4-1 in this Lone Star Series. And if the Astros do win again, they will drive themselves to one game behind in the AL West for as good as the Rangers have played all year. Neris, splitter. This one is lifted to Kyle Tucker. Able to catch this one in shallow right field. Tucker's able to play some good defense and also hit you a bomb as he's done in this game. And now they'll go back to Marcus Simeon. Simeon's been excellent this year. 273, 14 bombs, 61 RBI, and a 784 on base plus slugging at a single run scored in the sixth. He was able to muscle an inside fastball down the first base line. So Hector Neris, his fourth pitch of the day. This is a fastball way out of the zone, and Simeon will spit on that. Again, for Marcus Simeon, the curious situation is this. You never have to worry about his defense, but he's hot and cold one year to the next. He could have a very cold down year, comes back, has a great year. Very cold down near the next, comes back and has a fantastic year again. So it's one of those feast or famine situations for Simeon. Luckily for the Rangers, on the very hot year right now. As this is a tough pitch right at the bottom of his left foot. And he goes back to the umpire and says, are you kidding me on that side? That was definitely a ball, but make it one and two as Neris does get a friendly call. This one looped in the left field. So Simeon, he didn't get a call he liked, but he blazed that one past Corey Jolks 
who gets it in quickly, and another single for Marcus Simeon. So the Rangers have another base runner, but the most of the time they've been tethered to first base, not being able to get things going and sustained multiple success with multiple hits. We'll see if Travis Jankowski can do just that. So Jankowski's got the long hair and the golden locks. He's got a single in the six. That's a gorgeous splitter at 94, just at the bottom of the black. Make it 0-1 against Travis. One for three in the day. He had a single in the six. He's batting 319. Not a lot of pop in that bat, but a ton of average. He will put the ball in play. Simeon's got decent speed. Probably about a 60 to 100th percentile. And the splitter just low. Again, I won't mind that call too much because I was very close to splitting the plate. 0-2. Again, that splitter is very designed to be able to turn double plays. And Texas hitting a couple already, even with the speed that they have. 0-2 pitch. Down the first baseline. Is this going to be fair? Corey Jolk's trying to go pick this one up. Simeon on his horse. He's trying to get to third. And safe is Marcus Simeon. He never stopped running. And Travis Jankowski gets a double. I didn't think there was any way Marcus Simeon was going to be able to take that one first to third, but he does so. Heads up base running. Is there going to be any sort of challenge here for the Houston Astros? So Jankowski serves it down the third base line. It is fair. Corey Jolk's got to get on his horse. This one bounced off the chalk outline. He played it fair. And the throw to the plate for Maldonado. He just got the right foot in before the tag. That is outstanding base running for Marcus Simeon to be able to give the Rangers a run when you think they probably weren't going to have one. So it's a double for Travis Jankowski, and it's now a 4-2 game. At least to me, it looked like he was safe. The Houston Astros will put on the challenge. I thought they were going to nonetheless because I didn't think there was any way, even with Simeon's speed, that he was going to be able to go from first to home. That was a pretty good relay there from Jolks nonetheless. So the call on the field is safe. And we're going to have a little bit of an extended wait here. We'll see how long this is going to take. I thought that Simeon was able to get the right foot in before Maldonado's tag. He was able to get the tag of the left foot, but the right foot was able to get in. So I'm getting a second look at this. A block of the plate. Maldonado's got it. The ball comes, and it hits off the left side of the knee off the tag. But I think his right foot's already in there. I think that's a good call by the umpire, and I believe this run's going to stand, and there's not going to be an out. It's close, but I think Simeon's in there by a beat for sure. I'm going to say that one's safe for the Rangers officially on my call. It'll be a 4-2 game, but we'll see what the umpires think. I think he got there maybe a stride and a half. So I think it's definitive. I think it's going to be difficult to overturn. That's just me. Again, if I wasn't on the solo call, I'd be able to ask Alec or Cooper or whoever else, even Dustin Hall. I know he's a uh, Texas guy on that end. Runners out! Holy cow! So the challenge is one. I thought Simeon actually got his foot in there before it. That looked like that was going to be a no-doubt run score. Bruce Bochy is I think a little beside himself. Marcus Simeon can't believe it. I would say this, as far as the runner being out, again, they have some definitive look that I don't have. But I thought for sure from first to third, 
that Simeon should have stayed at third. I didn't think he had any reason to be able to go from first to home. He still had six or five more outs to work with at that point. He got Nathaniel Lowe on deck with three runners on. Now it's just two runners on, so he can get a, a two-run shot instead of tying the game. You don't want to run yourself into an out, but that's what Simeon did. I thought it was safe, but I guess not. 1-0. So Naris, the splitter was low, and now the fastball is right on the black. 2-0 does not get the call. So the strike zone has been a little inconsistently. Again, Simeon just looking on. I don't, I'm not going to knock him for the hustle. That little Jay-Z there on that side. But still, nonetheless, you figured it was going to be tough to make that play. So this could just be an intentional walk at this point because Naris had a 2-0 pitch that was called a ball. And now Maldonado is going to go get a meeting here with Hector Naris. And Nathaniel Lowe is in the driver's seat for the 3-0 count. Naris supposed to be 14 pitches into his day. Dolis Garcia would be next should Nathaniel Lowe reach, but there are two outs. So if Texas is turned away, they had a run that was taken off the board with Simmons being called out. That could be absolutely big at this point. Again, it's only a three-run deficit, but the Houston pitching on the back end is terrific. 3-0. Inside and draws the walk. They didn't really want to pitch to Nathaniel Lowe, but one of those should have been a strike. Draws the walk, and Adolis will come up with runners on first and second in the top of the eighth. Houston Astros holding on to a 4-1 lead. Adolis Garcia is dangerous, although I imagine that right hand is still bothering him a little bit. Got a little extra grip there. I don't know if that power is going to be set, but that speed is definitely not going to be. Jammed him with the fastball, and this is down the first baseline foul. We'll do it again, 0-1. 80 RBI for Adolis. He gets a hit now and drives in a couple runs. He's going to have number one in the MLB with 80 RBI. I was tied for the most. He could break it here. Chopped fastball goes foul down the third baseline. Make it own two against Adolis. So Spencer Howard is warm. And we'll see who else, whether it's Jose LeClerc or wherever else that they want to use on that end. LeClerc is warming up for the Rangers. Adolis up against it here, 0-2, but runners are on first and second. It's Jankowski and Nathaniel Lowe. Again, Simeon was thrown out, trying to go from first to home on a double from Jankowski. It was a good relay from Jolks, and Maldonado got the tag down, apparently. I thought Simeon was safe, but he was not. Adolis, and this will take a look for Martin Maldonado, but it's fallback crossing inning first baseline. 0-2, still the count against Garcia. One for three today with a solid single pass. A diving middle infield to Jeremy Pena. Garcia definitely has the speed to get on his horse. But again, he'll be jammed up on the base pass by Nathaniel Lowe at first. He's not slow, but he's not fleet of foot either. Five seconds left to go on the pitch clock. The 0-2 pitch. This is hammered down the left field line. Foul. That had the distance for Adolis Garcia. So there's my question. Whether or not he could still bring the par, the little bit of an injured hand that's bothering him. He was day-to-day -day on that side, being struck with a pitch in the previous part of the series. He missed the first game yesterday, but he's in back now for the second. Able to get that extra padding, a little bit of cooling on it. Still waiting on another 0-2. Fifth pitch. 
Swing and a miss for Garcia. He offers it a splitter that's not close, and the Rangers are turned away. It's going to be the Astros' final chance to go ahead and add some more damage in the bottom of the eighth. They're up 4-1. to one. So Bradford is still out there. He's going to get a chance now to get uh, at least, if I got my math correct, six innings of work here, 74 pitches. And Tucker absolutely blasts one. Just foul down the right field line. He was trying to get his second solo shot as that put all the fans into a frenzy. And it would have given Houston a four-run lead, but it's still 4-1. He looks really good at the bat rack right now, Kyle Tucker. 1-1. One, one. Fastball way outside. It's 2-1 now for Tucker. 3-4-5 and five will be due up for Dusty Baker squad in the bottom of the eighth. It's Tucker, Bregman, and Abreu, so heavy damage opportunities. 2-1 and one pitch. Good fastball on the black. This time got the call as it got part of the outside box on the left. And we'll do it again at 2-2. Two and two. Tucker's got the defense. He's got the power. He's got the average. Again, 3-0-3, which is the best of his career. 2-2 two, two pitch. This is down the right field line. And it's sprayed for another single. So Tucker... What do you know is on again, first base side. Again, I've talked about it throughout this broadcast. It looks like Bochy might go ahead and get Bradford. They got Howard Warm. They got Leclerc. They go ahead and make the change. If there was a player that I would take, it would be Tucker. I think he's the most complete player on the Astros team, and you got a lot to choose from on that side, but that's just me. Bradford out there with 70 pitches, but they'll go ahead and take a call of the bullpen. It's a runner on first. Bottom eight still have come when we come back. So the projected starters tomorrow for the third and final game of the series will be Andrew Heaney for Texas, Fromber Valdez for the Houston Astros. Heavy advantage for the Astros there, so they could definitely get the sweep in the series. That would move them into a tie with the Houston Astros. They win tonight. They're only back by one game. So that's why this series is so big on that side of it. For Texas, I don't think you have any worries as far as a wall card, but you want to be able to... Do as much damage as you can and not have to stay out of a, a two-game playoff. It was one game before, but they put an extra game from last year. So nine games of AAA round rock. Spencer Howard's number is 18 and a third. 540 ERA, 30 strikeouts, 7 walks. So those numbers are high. Now you got to go up against Major League hitting. And this is going to be a strike up at top for Alex Bregman. He's 0 for 2 on the day. Tucker is at first. 4-1 lead for the Astros. It'll be their final chance to go ahead and add some runs where they look to close out. Depending on how much the lead is, maybe you won't, maybe you will, or maybe you won't see Ryan Presley. Slider had a lot of movement, but it wasn't even close. One and one. So 56 out of 78 pitches are strikes on that side for Texas on that end, but they've scored four runs in the Houston Astros. 96 mile an hour. That does have a lot of movement. But it goes just away from the strike zone, 2-1. and one. Tucker still at first. He can definitely get an extra base off of a single here. He's got fleet-footed speed. Bregman is definitely keen to draw walks. He does not care what you do. He won't swing at it unless he likes it. Tucker goes. He's safe. So Tucker able to get in and take a base. Now that keeps them out of the double play. Jonah Himes got a great arm. Tucker does have a lot of speed. And as I said throughout the broadcast, it makes me feel good doing a little bit of everything. That is Tucker's 19th stolen base of the season. 
just out in front of the tag and able to get a hand on the bag before it got the back of the jersey. So that keeps them out of the double play. And now Bregman with three and one hitters count. He'll pop up on a slider. This is going to be important for Nathaniel Lowe. Does make the catch. So a sacrifice of sorts, if you will, because Tucker does get the base. He gets to second. Now we'll bring up Jose Abreu. So on that end will be a Jose Abreu and then Chaz McCormick. 5-6 and McCormick. Be another opportunity for him to get another at-bat before uh, we go to the bottom of the ninth at least. And that could be good because if he hits something else and they score another run, four runs it is probably over, even with Texas. Abreu. That's a 96 dot on the inside black. 0-1 against Jose. He's got two singles in this contest right now, 2-3. and three. For the game, and Spencer Howard trying to deliver pitch number 7th. He's taking the 8th. Trying to get all three outs in relief of Cody Bradford, who had a pretty good outing. He was able to go four innings, give up two runs, but Yuri Rodriguez got the start in the opener. He gave up two runs in two innings. <clears throat> Jose Abreu, two singles and a run. 245, eight bombs, a 51 RBI, 650 LPS. But just get the hits. That's all it's about. That's a good swing, but this one's going to get popped up a little bit early. And calling off, Simeon Garcia makes the catch, and it's in shallow right field. There will be one more opportunity here for the Astros, but it's the right guy on the mound to do so. And Chaz McCormick at the bat rack against Spencer Howard. So McCormick one more time, 282, 13 bombs, 41 RBI, 24 walks, 63 strikeouts. He's had a breakout year. He's definitely been able to swing this bat more so than he's ever been. He's already been an outstanding defender. One for three in this contest. Slider. And if that would have missed a little bit more toward the plate, that could have been pulled in the boxes. He was out in front of it there, but he was ready to swing. 0-1 is the count against Chaz. He's going to have to reach for Yonder Diaz to be next. And Texas trying to hold this deficit at three in their final three outs. McCormick reaches right at third. Josh Young going to have to make a great throw, and he does. So good job on a long throw off a one-out bounce to Nathaniel Lowe. We'll go to the top nine. Texas needs to score three runs, at least get to the bottom of the nine. They're down 4-1. So in our featured game before we close out, we are in the top of the ninth. Texas needs three runs to get to the bottom of the ninth here. Ryan Presley, the closer, is in. It's a safe situation. 45 games this season, 45 and a third, 278 ERA. He's about as good as it gets for the right-hander. Again, getting a little bit long in the tooth, but he can still throw a heavy fastball and do a ton of damage. 278 ERA and a .90 whip is about as good as it gets. So Josh Young, who's already punched out several times today, is going to have to go up against one of the very best closers in the league. It'll be Young, Heim, and Ezekiel Duran, who's hit the ball hard everywhere. So Presley, on for the safe situation. The Astros in a very comfortable territory. And Josh Young trying to jump Presley early. It's 0-1 as it's followed straight back. Presley will get a new baseball. So the over-under, again, as we talked about in the rotor-wider part of the starting lineup, is over-under 9. We're way under that. We're at 5 runs. And Presley, I don't think, is going to be keen to give up too much 
That's not what he's all about. He's always one of those lock and key guys. I know closers always tend to be, but you're talking about Presley. You're putting him at the top echelon part of the league. One and one as the curveball misses low. And the next pitch is slammed toward the right field side. It'll be a shallow fly. And this one will be picked up by Kyle Tucker. And it's one up and one down. So the Texas Rangers down to their final two outs. Jonah Hine is next. They're down 4-1. to one. Should the Astros win this? Again, I have the complete game story and coverage at hopelessportsguy.wordpress.com. As always, following our game stories. But should they win this, they'll be one game back in the AL West. And they have a big opportunity for a soup tomorrow with Framber Valdez on the hill. Presley gets the call on a splitter very low. And Jonah Heim is none too pleased. I would not be either. As a catcher, you'd like to see him get those calls fairly on both sides. 0-1-1. Seems like the Astros got a few more of those. Here is a slider that was right in the happy zone, but Heim was a little bit too quick on it. Make it 0-2. Presley, five pitches into his day. Trying to get the safe situation. <clears throat> Texas has been held very quiet other than Marcus Simeon being thrown out trying to stretch a double into a score as Jonah Heim drives it past Kyle Tucker, plays it on hop, and Texas has a runner at first with one out. Still have a lot of work left to do, though, but I will say Ezekiel Duran, I feel for him. He is a little bit due. So Jammer Wow asked me if I'm a Rangers fan. I'm broadcasting this from uh, Detroit, Michigan, my friend. I'm actually a Tigers fan. But I am just giving you the look in the Lone Star series in between the Rangers and the Astros. I figured it was going to be a good game. But I like to go across the league and give you all that stuff between baseball, basketball, hockey, and the mix of college stuff. So 4-1 is to the score line. Ezekiel Duran's hit the ball hard all over the place. 1-0 is the count against him. We'll see if he can get something good. He's really deserving of it, honestly, at this point. 10 seconds. Left to go on that pitch clock as Presley gets a sign from Maldonado. This is a curveball way in. That'll back up on Duran. So I appreciate you guys following in on the Twitter space and the YouTube side at John Ryan Out. We're just getting set to close here if Presley takes care of business. Astros trying to draw within one game in the AL West of the Rangers. It'll be a very big series. 2-0 pitch. Duran pops it up. Tucker might have a chance to play three straight, and he does. This is a second out, and the Rangers are down up against it here. It's going to be Mitch Garver. So Mitch Garver is the last hope for the Rangers. Again, the over-under of Rotoway on the start of it was nine runs. If you got the under, you're going to do pretty good. So OT says, thank you for the fantastic play-by-play and color commentary. OT, I appreciate that, my friend, on this side. Again, my lungs were saved a little bit from the 10-9 yesterday. We were able to get uh, Twins and Mariners. I'm glad you enjoyed that with Alec Nava. It's a solo cast for me today on that end. But uh, I'll be back on Monday and Tuesday again. If there's anything you guys want me to cover, uh, leave a comment section. Everyone said the Rangers were going to sweep. Uh, Jammer, I'm glad that I did not on that end because the Astros, I think they might hunt in the AL West. Again, whether or not people like them or not, 
I know about the Rangers' offense, but isn't the Astros' offense just as good? And their pitching is leaps and bounds better, especially when you get in the back end of that bullpen, even with some of those starters. So I'd be very cautious if I'm a Texas fan to kind of think that Houston wouldn't catch them. 1-1. One one. Garver. 0-2 on the day is the last hope. Fastball high. It's 2-1 and one as Garver's trying to work his way into the driver's seat. Leota Tavares, if he reaches, would be next. But the Rangers are up against in their final out. They're down 4-1. to one. Again, they'll have to salvage something tomorrow, but that's easier said than done against Fromber Valdez. Astros are the kings of the South. I imagine a lot of Houston fans feel that way. You know that. They've been doing a lot of damage. And for Texas, I mean, Nolan Ryan was there. They told him to leave. He went to Houston. That's got to hurt. 2-2, two and two, curveballs in. Fans are standing right now at Minute Maid. They're urging Presley to get the save. It's a three-run situation. You know he's comfortable. He's one of the very best closers in the league. Two and two. Down to the final strike. Garver doesn't offer. Just keeps it alive. Rangers are the Stroh's little brother. Yeah, it definitely seems that way, Sebastian, on that side. The only thing you can give the Rangers credit on is they're always willing to spend but it hasn't worked for them right now. But this is the best offense they've ever had. The problem is Astros are just as good, and this is still with missing Altuve. And uh, on the other side, Jordan Alvarez, who will be coming back. Full count pitch. Garver with a big swing. He's going to send McCormick back. It is off the top of the wall. I think it's gone. So Mitch Garver muscles up. And now it's 4-3, to three, and the Rangers are not done yet. Mitch Garver just got it out of there, 420 feet. And the Rangers now trying to make a push. It's going to be up to Lordy Tavares to extend it. That was a slider that was dead red in the middle of the plate, and Presley knew it as soon as Garver swung. He just put it right down the middle. It was easy for a power hitter like that, and he got a piece of it. And now we will see if the Rangers can tie this up. They were down by three with Presley on the mound. That kind of seems like a sign, seal, and deliver. But now we will find out. You're still, if you bet the under, you're still doing okay with seven runs. It's at nine, and the Rangers trying to press. They need at least one more to extend it. Marcus Simeon waiting on deck. You remember earlier in this game, if he wasn't thrown out from first to third, this game would be tied right now. So Leody Tavares, 0 for 3. Swing and a miss on a split. It's 0 and 1. It's a one-run game again. Well, I've had thrillers the last couple of games. I feel pretty fortunate to pick some good ones in between the Mariners and the Twins and now the Astros and the Rangers in back-to-back -back nights. 0-2 pitch. This one is swung toward Duck Tucker trying to make the catch. He leaps and does just off the side of the wall. It turns away the Rangers. Tucker saves the game and Presley earns the save. It went down to the final swing. And the Astros take the first two. They take the series. And now tomorrow they try to take a sweep. Leone Tavares just missed it. 
on the right field side. He just missed hitting it deep enough. Good jumping catch by Tucker. Again, as we've said, he does it all. He made a great catch. He probably saved a home run or at least a grand rule double. And the Astros take this one 4-3. to three. Thank you to everybody who joined within this broadcast. What a fantastic contest we had on back-to-back -back nights. Astros win, and now they're one game back in from the AL West as things start to tighten up. Trade deadline is less than a week away on Monday. We will see what these two teams will do. I think they're going to be very active. John, out here with you on the call tonight. It is the Astros winning this one 4-3. to three. That was a lot of fun. I will see you guys next week, Monday and Tuesday. And let me know if there's anything that you want for me to cover on that site. I definitely will. Just leave a comment on that part of the section. Peace.